Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hi friends, welcome to today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about social media and what I have done to change my relationship with social media as entrepreneurs in today's digital and social media age. It's tough. It's tricky. And there is this need to be on social media to make money. And that comes with a lot of extra baggage and We are probably on social media so much more than just like the average person. And I just want to share with you kind of how I made social media a safer place for myself, better for my mental health, and more fun and enjoyable, and all of the things today. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by Tiny Little Chef. Tiny Little Chef is an all-natural seasonings company. It is a female-owned and operated business. Christy is the owner. She is a wife and a mother. She is incredible. She is a like triple certified nutritionist and a classically trained chef and now creates these incredible all natural seasonings. So if you guys have been following along on Instagram or even on the podcast at all, you know that I have been dealing with my gut health and on a journey and I am on like a new diet protocol that's very anti-inflammatory to help heal my gut. And there are so many additives and just like little things that I had to take out of my diet while healing my gut. And I came to learn that there is a lot of crap in seasonings. Like if you go to the store and just like pick up a seasoning from like McCormick or something, there are like a bunch of added chemicals and crap in them. It's not just like paprika. It's like paprika and silicon dioxide, which is, they're called flow agents to help it like, you know, pour freely, but they're just chemicals. And they're additives, they're fillers. Like uh, some companies use baking soda, others will use sawdust. Um, I think sodium nitrite is one, but they all have like, they're all very inflammatory. They're not good for you. And they just kind of water down the seasoning too, you know? And that was something I really noticed with Tiny Little Chef when I got my first bottle was like how good it smelled and like how flavorful it was and how I only had to use a little bit in the recipes to get the same, if not more impact than what I would normally have to use with my seasonings. So I'm doing a whole pantry swap out and just doing 
all natural seasonings. Like what you see is what you get. There's no extra additives in them. And Tiny Little Chef is incredible. You know, I love supporting female owned businesses. And this is an incredible product that is just better for you that you can feel good about serving your family, but also better for your gut, better for your insides and just make everything all good and happy. So if you want to join me in the pantry swap out and find some delicious new seasonings, use code Courtney at checkout for 15% off of your order. All right. Let's dive in to social media. So first and foremost, I pretty much audited who I was following and I unfollowed nearly all of the influencers that I was following. You know, those people that you follow and you're like, you see their stories pop up and you're like, oh, like, what are they up to? Like you wanted to just keep up with them. You liked them. You want to keep up with them. And it comes almost like, obsessive a little bit or it's just like very like you get on the app you see their story there you're like oh my gosh what's she up to and it's like mundane stuff you know it's nothing incredible like fashion bloggers and stuff and I realized I am like bending over you know like I'm always so excited to see that she has a new story up I can't wait to watch it I'm wondering what she's up to she literally does not know that I exist. <laughs> Those types of people where I was like, I like consuming their content, but they literally do not know that I exist. I unfollowed majority of them. And then the, and like the ones who I was like, I'm spending a lot of time watching their stories. Like they post a lot of stories, they create a lot of content, but there wasn't a lot of like value add for me. It was just like keeping up, like seeing what she was wearing for the day, what her kids were up to, you know, like what she was cooking. Like there wasn't value add for me. And I was spending a lot of time just consuming these creators content and they literally don't know that I exist. I unfollowed all of them. I'm like, why, why not? And it has saved me so much time because instead of being like, oh, like I have to catch up on everyone's stories today. Like there is no more of that. There's no more time sync in just watching random people's stories. And I made a rule that I only follow people who I get value out of. And that value can be anything. You know, it can be inspiration. It can be entertainment, like a laugh. And it can be um, more like education or something too. Like those are great. But I unfollow people when I realize that I'm not getting any value out of them. And so I'll follow some people, like I'll still follow influencers. But then once I realize that it's kind of gotten stale for me, that I'm not getting value out of them anymore, I hit that unfollow button. Um, like I, 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 I don't want to say love, like I don't love it, but I watch The Bachelor franchise. So this example is just kind of on top of my mind. Last season with The Bachelorette, there were two Bachelorettes, Rachel and Gabby. I followed them both during the season and kept up with them. And then I realized, you know what? Like I'm really not getting much out of Rachel. So I unfollowed Rachel, but I kept following Gabby because she's funny as hell. And I, that was value for me. Like she made me laugh. And then I realized I wasn't really getting much value out of Gabby anymore. 
So I went ahead and unfollowed her. And I'm ruthless with the unfollow, especially when I feel like I'm no longer getting value. And I'm very tuned into that. Like as I'm consuming someone's content, I'm like, do I get like, am I getting value out of this right now? Yes. Okay, cool. Move on. No. Okay. Have I been getting value out of their content lately? And maybe it's just an off day. Yes, I've been getting value. Okay, cool. Move on. No, I really don't feel like I have been getting value from them lately. Okay, unfollow. Bye. And like, you know what? I don't miss them. (laughs) I don't. And if I ever get curious or nosy, you can go look at their profiles, you know? Um, So that's with influencers and, you know, people who like don't know you. I know this gets a little bit more tricky when it comes to people you do know. You know, that gets a little like political, it can get a little dicey when it comes to unfollowing people that you know in real life. If they're going to be hurt feelings or people are going to be offended, take it the wrong way, whatever. I think it's really silly how much pressure and importance that we put on following people on social media and, you know, getting upset when people unfollow us. It's silly, but it is what it is. So enter the mute button. Oh my gosh, it's glorious. I love the mute button. It's incredible. I'll mute someone's stories. I'll mute someone's feed posts. Like it, oh, I love it. I love it. And you know what? Sometimes I'll unmute them again. Sometimes I just need a break. Sometimes I just need a break from someone. Sometimes I just don't want to see something that's going on. And I'll be like, oh yeah, like what, what's she up to? Oh yeah, I unmuted her. I'll, I'll unmute her. And the mute button is just absolutely beautiful. So definitely utilize that. Something else that I have done, which I feel like people were really, really excited about when this feature came out on Instagram. And then it's been like not talked about at all. It's very much an unsung hero, but favorites, favoriting your favorite creators. And when you favorite them, they are the people who will pop up first in your feed. So I've loved doing that to make sure that I see the people that I want to see and that I want to keep up with or that I get a lot of value or education from and I don't have to scroll through other people's random crap. (laughs) Ah! So that's really helpful too. I love using the favorites. So you can implement that as well. Um, But some newer things that I have been doing in 2023, I set time limits like the screen time limits that you can do on iPhone. I set time limits on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. So Instagram and TikTok both have an hour limit for the day and Facebook has a 30 minute limit. And I will typically go over the limits Um, just, you know, like being honest, being a content creator, being a social media manager, I'm on social media a lot. So once my time is up, I'll usually still be in the app, but it makes me very aware. Like it makes me stop and be like, whoa, okay. I've already been on this app for an hour today. What have I been doing? Has that been time well used or have I been fucking off? Have I been doing a bunch of scrolling? And it kind of like grounds me again and like can help me recenter. But then what I really like is every 15 minutes after that, like you can say, remind me in 15 minutes. So then the next 15 minutes, it will be like your time is up. And then you can choose to go another 15 minutes. You can also choose to ignore it for the day. But I keep doing the 15 minutes because 
it doesn't let me mindlessly scroll. I can't just like mindlessly scroll forever and get sucked into this black hole of oblivion down a big old rabbit hole because every 15 minutes I'm getting a notification that's like, hey, you're being a piece of shit. You've been on here for 15 minutes just scrolling, doing nothing. And I'm like, oop, okay, time to get off. Or if I'm posting stories, if I'm creating content, if I'm editing a TikTok or something, then I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. Leave me alone. Like, but I know that I am on the app for a purpose. So it's fine. But when I'm on there, just scroll and be mindless. It's a really good kind of like snap back to reality. Like, hey, you just wasted 15 minutes scrolling. So that's been really, really helpful for me and just kind of helping put that time into perspective for me. Something else that I'm doing with social media is I don't look at social media in the morning. I heard that when like the first things that you see when you wake up can like really set the tone for your day. So if you're waking up and you're automatically like trying to get that dopamine hit from social media first thing in the morning, like one, that's just, that's not, that's not good. Um, But two, like if you see something triggering, like that's going to set your entire day. Like if you see something that makes you feel inferior, if you see something that makes you like start to compare to someone else, if you see something sad, if you see something that makes you jealous, literally anything like that will set the tone for your day. I don't look at social media in the morning for at least like the first two to three hours of my day, honestly. And this has also helped with content creation. Because if you are a content creator, if you are online, you know, selling products or services, it can be really hard to come up with content ideas. And for me, I was constantly struggling with like coming up with content ideas. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to share because I was so overwhelmed and so bombarded with content constantly. My own thoughts and ideas could not make their way out. So now I come up with content ideas in the morning while my brain is still fresh and hasn't been exposed to any social media or any other people's content. And I am so obsessed with my content right now. It is so much fun and it feels so good and so authentic because it's me and it isn't being influenced at all by anyone else. You know, I'm not taking big old air quotes here like inspo and like basically copying someone and reposting it like no like all of these ideas are coming from my heart from my head a message that I want to share something that feels important something that's coming through and that has felt so good but kind of going off of that too if you're feeling resistance when it comes to creating or posting content on social I'm just going to tell you the truth here. You're doing it wrong. Something is unaligned in your content strategy or in your business. Because I own a social media marketing agency. And so for a long time, I was creating and posting content about social media. Social media tips and tricks and the social media girl. And I hated it. I had so much resistance around creating and posting content for my business, being consistent. I just didn't like it. And when I started creating more content from my personal brand, 
and sharing more things that were just kind of like coming through um, like little messages, inspirational tidbits, sharing more personal stuff and sharing more about my story and experiences. The act of content creation and the desire to create content and the desire to post became so much greater just because it feels good and it's flowy. Like there's no resistance because I'm not, you know, creating content that I don't want to be. I think a lot of us, if we are selling online, we get stuck in the like, I have to do this. Like if I want to make sales, I have to be posting on social media. And we get really caught up too and like just hawking the product or the service. And especially in 2023, people want to get to know you. People want to have that personal human connection. They want to know the creator. They want to know the behind the scenes. And I was just having a conversation with a client about this earlier this week. Post whatever you want, whatever feels good to you, whatever's coming through. And that will shine through like that authenticity, your expertise, whatever your secret sauce is, will shine through in that content. And people will like that. The right people will like it. They'll come to your page and they'll be like, oh, she has a business. Like, oh, what, what does she do? What does she sell? People want to follow you for you. And then when they like you, they want to support you. They want to support your business. They want to buy from you because they like you. You know, really think about who some of your favorite creators, who some of your favorite people are to follow and figure out why. Why do you like following them? And how can you take whatever that is, you know, those aspects of them that you really like and infuse that into your own content strategy? You know, do you like that they're like, really raw and vulnerable and they're just like really realistic not like so aesthetic and perfect how can you incorporate more of that real raw vulnerability into your content and into your social presence you know and I know that can be really hard like getting vulnerable on social media that was something I really struggled with just like opening up but once I started creating content that I wanted to and like sharing what I wanted to, it became easier. But this, we actually had this conversation on episode two of the podcast. If you haven't listened to this episode yet with Courtney Elko on authenticity and how to share your story on social media through your content. And something Courtney said was when it comes to getting vulnerable online, you have to figure out which medium is best for you to do that. Is it written? Is it video? Is it, you know, like, what is it? What does that look like? Is it short and snappy? Is it long and drawn out? Is it something on stories where you know it expires in 24 hours? Or is it something that you want to be there forever on your feed? And just really figuring out how you can get vulnerable and what feels comfortable for you to share that message. And that could change message by message. Normally on Instagram stories, or normally on Instagram, I feel like I share a lot on stories and like I'll talk to the camera. But I was sharing about kind of the beginning of my 2023. And just like this very raw, real 
honest look at how the beginning of my year was going as I am trying to improve my business, my health, and my mindset. And writing it felt really good. Oh, it was so therapeutic, honestly. Like posting that, I had this like lightness come over me and this like weight come off of my chest and my shoulders. And typically, like I'm not a writer. Um, And I had tried to share this story on Instagram stories and I had filmed multiple videos talking about it and it never felt right. It never felt good. And I even posted stories about it and like 10 minutes later, I was just like, nope, no, that's not right. That's not the right way to get this message across. And I deleted the stories (laughs) and then ended up creating like a really great post about it that got a lot of engagement. So just finding the way for you that feels good in that moment to share that story. But there is, you know, this notion that we, if we, we have to sell, we want, we're on social media to sell. So we have to be talking about our services. We have to be talking about our products or our expertise. And we feel like there isn't room for vulnerability. Like there isn't room for sharing the fun things that we want to share. And what I have learned is that if you are real and you post what you want, like it's going to feel good, but your people will get it. If there are people who don't get it, who don't like it, they're going to unfollow you. And that's okay because they aren't your people anyways. Like they aren't going to be your dream client or your ideal customer. If they don't get it, if they don't get you, if they don't vibe with it, if they don't like it, by like I I'm so over to like being so concerned about followers being so concerned about views and really just looking at analytics like their numbers like every single one of those numbers that you see on your social media analytics has a human being attached to it like people are so upset on TikTok because their videos are only getting 200 views Imagine standing in front of 200 people doing or saying what you did in that video. It would not be as easy as it is to just click post and then complain that only 200 people saw it. Like 200 people is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's like, I don't even, I bet there aren't even 200, there totally aren't 200 seats in a movie theater. Like that's a lot of people. And so I'm just so tired of people complaining about like low views and low reach, like even 50 people. That's a lot of people. A hundred people is a lot of people. And I just think we need to change the narrative when it comes to analytics on social, because all of these numbers have human beings attached to them. And like, how cool is it that 200 people care about what you have to say? And with consistency, it'll grow. And the more raw and real and authentic and honest and relatable you can be, the more that's going to grow. It's Social media is just a muscle that you have to train and that you have to flex. Like, um, we know it's important to be consistent on stories on Instagram. A lot of people struggle with being consistent on stories. Like, you have to treat it like it's part of your job. Like, it is one of your to-dos for your business for the day. And it won't feel natural at first, but after you do it for a week, after you do it for two weeks, it's going to start to feel more natural. It's going to start to feel easier. And you're going to start having these little like 
notes pop up in your head as you're doing something and be like, oh, I should share this. Like, oh, this would be good to share. And really listen, listen to yourself. Something that I am very guilty of doing is just kind of like drowning, drowning things out, drowning my thoughts out. Uh, I'll listen to podcasts when I'm in the shower and getting ready. I listen to music when I'm cooking dinner, when I'm driving. And I don't always listen to my thoughts or kind of what's going on. And that is where all of the best content ideas come from, or just like my thoughts, my inner monologue, the random things that I'm thinking of, or the experiences that I'm having in the moment. And then hearing that thought, having that thought and being like, oh, I should share this. That'd be a good piece of content. And so it's honestly just something that you have to practice and then you'll get more comfortable with it, but really start listening to yourself and it's going to be really helpful. That's a little bit about what I have done to make social media a better place for me mentally, a more productive place for me, and most importantly, to make it more fun. I am a huge, huge, huge believer that social media should be the fun part of your business. And if it's not, you are doing something wrong. And not even like you're doing something wrong. That's bad. But like something just isn't aligned and there's room to make a change. So if you've been having this like inkling that maybe you should be doing something else or sharing something else and you have a lot of resistance around social media right now, lean into that. Give it a try. Like as entrepreneurs, we have to listen to our thoughts and we have to acknowledge our feelings and we have to trust our gut and our intuition and it will make social media so much more fun. And honestly, like if social media is more fun, it's going to be more successful for you. No one wants to follow someone that's like clearly not having a good time on social media. If you're not having fun, it's going to show through. And that's probably why you're not growing on social right now. Just going to put that out there. So think about some things that you want to share. Your expertise, but also your passions. What makes you, you outside of work that you can share so people can start to feel a connection to you. You know, it's so much easier to invest money in someone when you like them as a person. Or, you know, if you're looking between two different social media managers, let's say, and one of them is only like social media tips and tricks. And the other one Yeah, social media tips and tricks, like obviously an expert, but also like is a real human and like shares relatable shit, like shares her dogs, shares what she's eating and cooking, shares her self-care, like shares what she likes to do on the weekends. Like you're going to feel more connected to that person and you are going to think to yourself like, "I I would rather work with her. Like she would be more fun to work with. Am I wrong? It's okay to share. It's okay to be seen. And honestly, there is, I know there's a lot of kind of talk about like, oh, like just post your business on your personal account. There is a like freedom almost that comes from posting to a new account and growing a following of people that like you don't know. (laughs) 
like your friends, your family, all of the people you went to high school with that they don't see. And if they are seeing it, it's because they're creeping and they want to know what's going on, but you don't feel like you're putting all of this out there. It's so much easier and honestly so much more fun to just like put it out there knowing that like you're probably never going to see these people in person. I'm having so much fun growing on TikTok right now and I like literally don't know more than like 10 of my followers. <laughs> it's so fun. I feel like so limitless and free in what I can post and what I can say because I'm not following and being followed by everyone that I have ever known in my life. So if that's something that you need to do, if that's something that would make you more comfortable, start a new page. Does it kind of suck to grow a page from scratch? Yeah. But if you're going to be more comfortable and it's going to be more fun and feel more aligned for you, it's going to be better and it will grow quicker anyways. And the people that you do want to follow you, like just go follow them from your new account. Send them a message and be like, hey, starting a new account. Would love if we like if we could connect on here because this is where I'm going to be active. Super simple and easy, and you can kind of boost up your following that way from the get-go. Boom. Or, you know, you can remove people as followers if you don't want them seeing your shit either. So there are lots of little things that you can do if you aren't feeling 100% happy or comfortable or confident with your social media. It should be fun. And if you're not having fun, something needs to change. If you're not having fun on social media, send me a DM at the female CEO show and let's talk about it because I am a social media expert. So I'll dive into things with you. I'll dissect it with you. That sounds like fun. Okay. Um, and with that, I just want to remind you that I do have one-on-one -on -one coaching available. And I also do one-on-one -on -one intensives. So like, maybe you're like, mm, I don't really feel like I need full support on like a monthly basis, but like spending an hour together, picking your brain or asking you all of these questions that I have or coming up with a new strategy, X, Y, Z, all of that would be so much fun. And for podcast listeners, I'm going to give you an extra special discount. You already freaking know. So one-on-one -on -one intensives are $125 an hour for podcast listeners. Just let me know that you heard this on the podcast and that you're interested in spending an hour together. It's They're so fun. It's like a little happy hour or like a little coffee date. I would love that. Or if you do want more in-depth support, you really want me there in your back pocket as you are building your business for anything that comes up. We need to get nitty gritty like it's going to take more than an hour to kind of like flush out all of the ideas and strategies that you have and that you want to build. I do have one-on-one -on -one monthly Voxer coaching. So inside of Voxer, just an app, if you aren't familiar with it, where you can do voice memos and you can do messages. So it's a lot of fun in there too. And for podcast listeners, it's $447 a month, which is freaking awesome. So again, if you're interested in that, just send me a DM. Let me know that you heard this on the podcast and we can kind of go from there. Um, or if you aren't sure, 
and you just kind of want to explore your options, let me know. Send me a DM. We can talk things out. I have some digital products too that are so insanely affordable. If you just kind of want to dip your toes into amping up your social media game, like I'm talking content prompts, hashtag masterclass, um, call to actions, hooks, little things like that, that really will make a huge difference in the way that your content is performing. So lots of opportunities here with lots of awesome discounts to help you take your social media to the next level. I am here and would love to help. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. I will catch you on the next episode.